You're listening to Mentoring Developers, episode 93. Welcome to Mentoring Developers, the podcast for new and aspiring software developers, where we discuss your struggles, anxieties, and career choices. And now, here's your host, Arsalan Ahmed. In this episode of Mentoring Developers, I'll be talking to Shadi Salim. Shadi's career background includes mobile development, project management, and development advocate experience with a history of successfully leading global teams on high-profile projects for industry giants such as IBM and Facebook. Shadi is highly skilled as a team lead, a development manager, CTO, and holds a master's degree in business information technology from Middlesex University and also an MBA from Cairo University. And yes, he is a resident of Cairo, Egypt. He is knowledgeable in many industry technologies such as Android, iOS, Java, especially Kotlin, .NET, and there are many other technologies that I can list off. The important thing to know is that he's very good and he's here to talk to us. All right, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Mentoring Developers. Today, I have a very special guest all the way from Egypt. But before I tell you about him, I want to tell you what happened to him. It's very interesting. He is the first person from the Middle East who became a developer advocate, a trainer for a large multinational company doing Android development. Now, if any of that is is uh, something that you don't understand, stick around. You will find out. This is a podcast for you if you are a new developer, if you want to be a developer, and if you are confused and you don't know what to do, you come to the right place. So stick around. So my guest today is Shadi Selim from Egypt. Hi, Shadi. How are you? Hello. How is everyone? How are you doing? We're all doing great over here, I am sure. And we want to know about how you became the trainer in Android at a very large company out of a country like Egypt. Okay. Uh, first, um, I was, uh, I believe I was lucky and I worked hard uh, to achieve and to uh, to reach this, uh, this position and uh, to take this opportunity. Uh, I discovered that I have uh, some teaching capabilities and I have the capability to uh, deliver uh, information to my friends when I was in college. Uh, I, uh, I used to absorb uh, the lessons and uh, the units and whatever it takes and sit with my colleagues and uh, t uh, give them uh, how they can pass the exam and what is uh, the, the essential part of these lessons. And uh, and that's uh, how I discovered that I, I'm a good uh, trainer. And uh, in 2003, I took my MCT, my uh, Microsoft Certified Trainer uh, Certificate. And since then, I believe I became a certified trainer in different training centers. And that helped me that uh, in 2013, when there was an opportunity to be uh, selected by a big organization in Japan, it's called OSF. It was the only uh, organization at that time to certify Android trainers uh, that I can uh, deliver my uh, 
my certificates and my proofs that I have a long experience in training and also a good experience in Android. So uh, they passed, uh, they gave me a big uh, test, on, online test, and they examined me and they, uh, they saw my certificate. And uh, th that was fascinating to be the first Arabian and the first Middle Eastern and the first Africa to be selected by this big organization as a certified trainer at the time. That's great. And then after that, you went from position to position and strength to strength, and now you are doing great, great work. We're doing some evangelism, and you have been selected as a Google speaker, and you've been around the world speaking. So we want to talk all about that. But I'm really excited that you could join us today. But I want to understand why you were interested in this field. Why Why did you want to be a software developer? Where did you learn about this? Did you want to do this as a child or something that you learned when you grew up? Okay, uh, I believe I um, I passed uh, some, some steps uh, till I figured out that I am a developer by the end. Uh, when I was uh, 11 years old, I had a very, uh, very old uh, PC. It was called Sakhr, and its uh, programming language is, uh, it was called BASIC. I used mm. to go to book fairs and buy uh, computer, uh, uh, computer uh, books about how to create games for this, uh, for this uh, uh, old PC. Uh, what was fascinating about it is that uh, I only uh, used to copy or, or write what was in the books and uh, make some tweaks, make some changes and see if I did some changes here, what will happen and if I did some changes there, how it it will make the, uh, the game uh, different and how it will affect the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I discovered that uh, by making some small tweaks, I can make... Uh, different games than they they was supposed to, to be uh, but professionally it was in uh, 2000 um, i had a very good friend called uh, walid yusri or, or or walid fahmi he was a very good web designer and he was a fascinating uh, he used to, uh, to work with fascinating tools like photoshop and i i like these tools uh, a lot and i thought i might be a good designer like him but i didn't have the uh, uh, this capability of creating a creative, creative thing from from scratch uh, by as a design. I can make uh, a good animation. At the time, I learned uh, Flash, and I started working with Flash to create some beautiful animations and created some multimedia CDs and some animated uh, websites. And unfortunately, Flash has just died. Uh, the last <laughs> month at the, 30, uh, the 31st, uh, Adobe uh, stopped supporting it, but it says that it will keep supporting it till the 14th of this month of, Jan of January, and all the browsers did uh, stop uh, supporting Flash. But it was a very good and nice time. Uh, I used to think that I am a good designer and I can continue in the field of designing till 2002. In 2002, I took uh, this uh, IBM uh, diploma uh, a transfer, transfer, transformation diploma. And in this course, I decided that I have a, a way to understand how the code works and to find the shortest path. And I have a very good analytic uh, thinking uh, that I can use in programming. And I, uh, I found uh, other colleagues, they are fascinating how I can just uh, uh, find a solution 
or, or solve a problem with coding in a very fast uh, than those who work uh, certified for or graduated from computer science and engineering uh, faculty. Actually, I was uh, graduated from uh, art fac uh, faculty. My uh, my faculty it wasn't technical and it has nothing to do with, uh, <laughs> with with computer. Only my fascination just driven me into the, that way. So this is a lesson to be learned by people of Egypt and also people around the world. You don't need a degree in computer science to no, succeed to do well. You you just need the drive. You really need to want to do this. You like it. And you can try it and then you you get something done, then you improve on it and you improve on it until you're really good. And if you don't understand something, you can read books, you can go online, you can ask people. And also working in a good company, you will learn a lot about those little things that you didn't know. And a few years later, you're just as good as anybody else. So going to university is not that important in our field. And so that's that's really good to know. And that's how you got started. But in a lot of countries around the world, but also in this country, I'm in the U.S., you're in Egypt, but in most places, there is this feeling that you need to have a degree of some kind, at least. You had an arts degree, some kind of degree before you could get a job at a company. Companies will not hire you if you... If you, you know, you maybe you can do the work, but they will, you'll not a good, you will not get a good job. That is a feeling. Do you think that that is true in Egypt where if you don't have any kind of college degree and you just did high school, but you can do Android programming, can you get a job easily, a good job? Okay. It depends about the, about the experience. Uh, I started, as I said, in 2000, and uh, I started programming in 2002. And I believe that I can describe myself as a web and mobile evangelist. And, uh, and currently, a and, uh, mobile uh, and Android advocate. But at that time, uh, to build my career, I didn't sleep a lot. I took a lot of time of, uh, of the 20, uh, 22 hours that I am awake. Uh, just to study uh, and to study hard and to upgrade myself and to, to, to learn new skills and new technologies. Uh, there was uh, uh, only few books that I can't find in um, at that time in 2002 in the book fair, and there was only two tutorial websites. Uh, one was called EquoEqua.com and the other was W3Schools.com. I believe W3Schools mm -hmm. is still there. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. So, but now we, you have a lot of videos. Uh, at at that time, there was not uh, no YouTube. Now you can find YouTube. You can find a lot of, uh, of websites that Udemy, Udacity, Edx, Coursera that you can find uh, different materials on the technologies that you are fascinating and you think that you can prove yourself uh, on it. So I did a lot of uh, of, uh, of work, and I did study hard. To, to reach uh, my position. And answering your question, if now two Android developers, one was graduated from a computer science or engineering faculty, and one was graduated from law school or from uh, a commerce school or from art school like myself or even agriculture school, uh, and both applied. Uh, the first thing that will attract those uh, HR recruiters and technical uh, technical recruiters, 
that they'll look at the CV, the experience that will show from the CV, the, the skills that uh, uh, the applier did try to, to acquire. And the proof of these skills can be in some GitHub repository, some mm -hmm. real some real projects uh, as a freelance, uh, or even some ideas that he made uh, and participation that he made in other in other companies. Mm -hmm. uh, this will make uh, them select easier, uh, and that that will make them uh, either select those who are graduated from computer science or others. Uh, this will be the main thing that will lo they look at. Then they will look at the education, because of course education will uh, will help uh, people mm -hmm. to understand more about this technology, to use this technology in the right way. Not only using the technology, but using it in the right in the right way. So you can mm -hmm. start uh, studying in the technology, and you can be certified from Odesti or Odemi. You don't have to have uh, a computer science degree. Mm -hmm. This can be uh, another degree that can uh, prove that you know these skills and you know the best practice and how to go uh, to write a clean and, and good code. Okay. Okay. So what are some good cities for people looking for jobs? I'm thinking now that if somebody is listening right now or watching from Egypt and they're in a small city somewhere, they want to know where the jobs are. Uh, so I know that there are jobs in Cairo. Cairo has a good startup ecosystem. I also know that Alexandria is the second largest city. So I'm assuming that it has some companies as well, some jobs. But other than that, those two, are there any other places where you could find a job, a good job, a career in software if you're a new developer? Here in Egypt, as you uh, as you mentioned, Cairo is uh, is a hub of the technology in Egypt, followed by Alexandria. There are some uh, some companies in Alexandria, but some other uh, cities uh, does have their fair like uh, Asyut and Minya. There are small companies uh, in Smalia. They have uh, some family or small companies that uh, mm. had been created there in in Fayum, I believe, and uh, in Monofaya. Uh, these okay. companies uh, can be built uh, in this city to attract the the gr uh, graduates from this city to work in these mm. uh, companies, and uh, their work because now uh, uh, internet made the whole world like a, a small town, so mm. uh, these companies can work uh, for all the its project for other city uh, for other uh, countries like Saudi Arabia or uh, or United Emirates or even now USA and, and Europe, if they got a good connection and they, they prove themselves as a good companies, they can work for them. And some other companies, it's, it's not uh, very, far, uh, very vast, but they exist are startups. So it might be a startup in some city and uh, as uh, because uh, the owner of the startup is from this city, so uh, he decided to bring the graduates right. of his own city to, uh, to work on his startup. Right, right. And this happens all over the world. The important thing right now to understand is if you live in a small city, if you live in a very small town where you don't see many opportunities, you may still be able to live there and work because right now a lot of the work is remote. So that's a good thing. But if you are in Egypt, uh, 
you can be in Cairo, you'll have more opportunities. Just like if you are in another country, you would want to go to a big city for more opportunities. You have to balance the cost of living and so on. Okay, good. That's just for my curiosity. So what happened in your story after you after you started and you wanted to do programming and then you got into that and you were able to get a job. Now, when you were working, was it an, a good environment for work where people will come and help you? Well, they'll say, do you have, do you have any problems? Or if you were given an assignment, you go and you go to somebody else and I have this problem. What do you think? And someone is nice and kind to you and, and shows you. Or did you have a situation where you have a deadline, you have to finish it. If you do it, fine. If you don't do it, maybe after a while you're gone. How uh, was it? As I mentioned, when I started, uh, it, it, the developers in Egypt, they were not that big pool yet. And I mm -hmm. believe in the whole world. So uh, even uh, when I started, there was no still Google search. I used to search either inside Echo Echo website or inside mm. the W3 schools. I didn't okay. know that there was a search engine till 2004. Yeah. I discovered Asta La Vista. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the first search engine that can search in it in Arabic. Right. Yeah. Then I discovered uh, Google in 2005. Uh, so uh, 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 when I started in these companies, there was no one to, to teach me. And there okay. was no, no superior or no team leader or no senior oh. that, that, uh, who can give me or uh, transfer his, his experience right. to me. Right. So I had to learn it the hard way. But I believe mm. now uh, everyone is, uh, is uh, or new developers, they are very lucky that there are uh, uh, these technologies are now very old mm. and there are team leaders and their principals and their technical engineers and there are uh, many, uh, many supportive uh, personals inside his company who can lead him to the right way and lead it and answer his questions and help him with the, with his projects and i believe with, with that the code now is uh, is now uh, more architect and uh, and uh, is written in a better way than right. when you when you used to start when you used to start it was uh, it, it might be one page and it has the whole code in in the whole application <laughs> not right now it's now architected and divided into different files and have tests for it to run this unit test and things like that that's good Things are improving. That's good. Yeah. So I want to know in in Egypt, if you want to be a developer here in America, you can choose to pay money, and it's a good amount of money. You can choose to go to a a code boot camp for twelve weeks, fifteen weeks, two months, three months, that kind of a thing, and then you will work very very much. And at the end, they will teach you some skills. They will give you some projects, and then you will you will start looking. And then within a few months, you get a first job. That's that's the idea. A lot of people do that. Is do they exist in Egypt? These code boot camps. First, the, our uh, minister of communication. They are doing uh, their best to educate and to certify a lot of developers every year. 
as I mentioned that I've been in IBM uh, mm. uh, in IBM scholarship it was in mm. 2000 I didn't mention that it was a scholarship but it was a scholarship from okay. the Minister of Communication and, Tele and in uh, and information technology in Egypt it was in 2002 and there was ITI uh, in uh, information technology Institute in, mm. in Cairo uh, I believe they were both graduating about 500 to 1000 uh, developer uh, annually and uh, in in the last uh, f four years i believe in 2017 uh, another uh, institution with, uh, which is called uh, ntl next uh, next, uh, next uh, technology leaders uh, they mm. also used to certify about 5000 developers this is done by the government yeah th these wow. are all scholarship free scholarship from from the government free free training from the yeah. government yeah. To, to teach people software development and then help them get jobs. That's wow. Uh, that is impressive. Software development, game uh, uh, game designing and uh, and development, uh, networking, mm. engineering, uh, data science, and and uh, a lot uh, of other stuff. Uh, but uh, also in the last three three years, some in the private sector found that it might be. Uh, good to adapt the American uh, way of boot camping and some uh, some start some uh, real boot camps um, and they are now uh, either growing or dying because of the corona uh, right. so uh, uh, remote boot camps is now I believe is now uh, take, taking uh, the, the hits right. because it's now uh, can give a, a real uh, a real knowledge and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's can now uh, use the technology because now the infrastructure of the internet it's right. way better that also when yes. than when I uh, when I started in 2000. Yes, yes. I in this podcast I have interviewed people that have gone to those boot camps as students, also instructors who have who have taught and are teaching at those boot camps, and a lot of them are now remote. Which is it is interesting because a lot of people like boot camps because of classroom environments. But they're remote. But the benefit of being remote is you could be anywhere. Uh, there was a long time ago you had to be in the San Francisco area or the New York area if you wanted to go to boot camps. Now you could be anywhere. You could be in Egypt or you could be in China. Or you could be anywhere and you could take a boot camp in any other part of the world if you could afford it. And if your government <laughs> has a program for training people, yeah, you take advantage of this. This will never, ever happen here. However, <laughs> so moving on. So the, the, the most problem uh, with, uh, I believe, with this uh, with this thing was the commuting. And I believe the remote. Commuting is a problem. Yeah, of course. Chiropractic <laughs> is the worst, I believe. But I, uh, with this remote, I, they can just wake up and join this boot camp or just yes. finish finish their, their job and then start uh, joining the, the boot camp. It, it won't affect... Uh... I remember you said something about when you started, you were, you were studying 22 hours a day, 20, 22 hours. You were sleeping yeah. two hours. Yeah. For how long did you do that? I believe for about uh, three years, from it three to four years. It is impossible. <laughs> I know people who have told me that. I never believe it because a human body needs sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> My body was young. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, that's exceptional. 
to to um, just to work that hard. Well, I I'm impressed. Okay, so n now after a while, you were doing, you were you were working on your own because you didn't really have somebody to train you because you you're one of the first professionals in this field in your country. You're a pioneer, but that you know that comes with the, with the territory. You have to you have to learn things. You have to make your own mistakes and so on. So after that. Um, obviously you didn't have any mentorship. Nobody was there to mentor you. But um, now you are in a position where you can train people. You can actually help people and you can talk about technology because you are a an evangelist. You're a trainer. You're also a developer. You do a whole bunch of things. And you're also a speaker. You, you were chosen as a Google speaker. First of all, I want to know what a Google speaker is. What what does that mean? Okay, uh, uh, th uh, that does mean that uh, they uh, selected me to uh, accompany the Google team and uh, join them in their journeys to other countries to educate people about new technology from Google, uh, especially about Android and mm. Google Play Store. Okay. So that's that's impressive, and you've traveled to other countries, and you just go around and giving presentations, demos, things like that. Perfect. Sessions and the code, the code labs. Right, great. And if somebody's listening right now and they're like, "What is Android?" Uh, <laughs> so if you if you are one of those people, that's okay. We'll tell you what it is. Android is uh, is a an operating system and a development platform for smartphones that is uh, that was acquired by and then run by Google which is a competitor to iPhone so that's what that is and the, the cool thing is about this new world of smartphones is you can actually build applications that run in these platforms iPhone or Android they uh, you can make an application you can submit it to the gatekeeper, which is in in the case of Android, it'll, it'll be Google, and they will approve it, and it'll go on onto their platform, and people can search for it and find it, and and pay for it if there's money involved, and they'll take a cut, and you'll get uh, most of that money. Or you could make an Android application for that is not for sale for money, but it is for corporations, like your bank, if you want to deposit a check. You, you may have an Android app that actually you can scan a check and it'll figure out if it's fake or not. And then you can do your banking through that. There's so many things. And I'm sure people, most people who are watching right now, they know what I'm talking about. But just in case we have kids watching or people who have not experienced that, I just wanted to make sure we explain this. Okay. So what is, in your opinion, the number one problem that new software developers face these days? What is the number one problem and what is the solution? Uh, they don't know uh, from where to start and uh, they don't know if uh, they will fit on this technology or, or not. They, they've it, got a lot of questions uh, and they need someone to answer, uh, answer these questions. Hmm. Is it something? Is there something they can do on their own to get a, get around this problem, or the only solution is they can they have to find a mentor? 
the best solution is that they've got to try it firsthand by themselves. Because uh, we as people, we are different from each other. Uh, they, we are not uh, the same. And we have different capabilities that uh, that someone can be creative. As I said, like my friend, Dwarithami, he is very creative in designing. But I couldn't be 50% or, or half his capabilities. But I have a very good ideas about doing great animations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I discovered my capability of... Uh, uh, of design uh, design thinking and uh, about uh, how to break uh, break the code into parts and then I discovered also my capability about that I can uh, reach people and make technology easy for them and make right. lessons easy for them so they, they have to go outside their bubbles and they've got mm-hmm. to uh, to challenge them themselves actually uh, what made me uh, what i am today that i don't challenge any other people when uh, when i was looking to my friend uh, walid i didn't challenge him uh, to to be like him i was challenging myself actually so by challenging myself i i i've been training myself harder it's it's like uh, uh, make uh, weightlifting you've got to right. challenge yourself you don't have to challenge uh, arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> or, or the Hulk. No, you are challenging your capabilities. That now uh, today you are go- uh, going to do better, better lifting or or more, or more uh, repetition in your lifting. You are challenging your capabilities. Uh, as I mentioned, that's how uh, I uh, I advance in technology. That, uh, f- uh, for example, I enter Android by challenge. Uh, I bought my. F- I, I used to to have a Nokia. Nokia mm-hmm. mobile. Till uh, 2012, I decided to buy my first Android device. It was something uh, not too. I was very fascinated about the operating system, and it was a very, it was sleek and very different from uh, from my experience with Nokia. So uh, there was a challenge uh, from uh, Samsung. It was called Samsung Intalic Challenge in the Middle East, and I challenged myself that uh, uh, I have to provide and to uh, apply and supply this uh, this challenge by my own uh, code uh, with no prior or with no help in learning uh, Android. I said that I've got to learn Android by myself. I've got mm-hmm. to create an application that I can submit th- to this competition. And mm-hmm. actually I won a prize. It wasn't uh, oh. the first prize or the first uh, or the third prize, but it was the price of participation. For me, that was enough. That in a short time period, I challenged myself, created an application, applied mm-hmm. to the store, and I have about 30,000 downloads, which made Samsung uh, sent to me to uh, attend their ceremony and give me this prize of, uh, of participation. Wow. Th- this is amazing. Uh, so for people out there who are watching right now, so let's draw some lessons here. He was somebody who didn't have any help. He lived in a country where it was probably a lot harder to get into software. Probably the internet speeds would not be as good as we have here. Probably there's not as much money available. Probably there's not a lot of culture for technology, but he really wanted to do it himself. So. He was introduced by accident and he looked at it 
And he goes, maybe I can do it. And why not? So start reading books, start trying, failing, try and fail and try and fail. Don't give up. If you don't give up, you will succeed. And people who give up, and I'm looking at myself because I give up a lot <laughs> after a while. Because I try so many different things. And then I, I, I apply the principle of fail fast, which which is, okay, this is not worth it. I'm moving on. <laughs> I do that sometimes. But if you really if you really want something, you just have to just stick with it, especially when you're young. And, and Shadi was, you were doing it 22 hours a day. 22 hours a day. <laughs> wow, most people can't even do it for two hours a day. <laughs> um, uh, so when I was when I was in my 20s, I needed a good eight eight hours, seven hours, at least seven hours of sleep uh, <laughs> to function. But uh, yeah, I know people who have told me that they sleep very, very, very little. I kind of don't believe that but maybe i should because maybe that's that's actually true and so you used to drink a lot of coffee and tea how did you stay up <laughs> only by challenging myself that i i shouldn't uh, sleep till i uh, finish this code or mm -hmm. fix this problem or l learn this part for tomorrow did you uh, drink a lot of coffee as you were doing it uh, ac ac actually i don't like coffee or tea so no tea, no coffee, no caffeine, just awake, no. just because you're like, I have to do this. Yeah, because I don't like to be dependent on other materials. That I, I, I am yeah, very impressed. Be, I don't like to be addicts. I don't like to be No, dependent. I, I, I completely, I, I, I don't want to be an addict myself, but I just can't do it. Well, that's good. That's good to know that you were able to do it. Now you come to a, a, a place where you're in a position of influence. It's easy now, and you're going around teaching people. You're also coding some, so you're getting the taste of everything. The first question I want to ask you before we close is, why did you pick Android? Because, okay, Android, you had the challenge, I get that. But why did you stay in Android? And why didn't you say, okay, I've done this, let me do something else. Maybe I'll do iPhone development, or maybe I'll do web development in Java, because... Android, I'm assuming you use Java, so you say you can say, okay, let me do this other thing in Java, and I'm just tired of doing this Android thing. Why did you keep doing it? It's nice that you mentioned Java. Actually, when I started Android, it was one of, uh, of my biggest challenge to learn Java, because my experience was in .NET and, uh -huh. uh, and some of uh, PHP. I have no prior experience, zero experience in Java. So it was the toughest thing to start Android. And actually, I hate Java <laughs> till, till today. And I am very glad that uh, Google and the Android team, they selected Kotlin. I like Kotlin a lot. And oh, I hate Java so from my heart. That's good. <laughs> well, that's tough uh, to be an Android developer and hate Java. <laughs> yeah, it was very tough. It was an internal fight daily. Should I really, do I really have to write Java? Yes, you do. To finish this project, you do. So it's, um, uh, I selected Android uh, actually after 12, 12 years of working on web with uh, .NET technology. And I was a senior and a manager. And I thought it might uh, threaten my features to make this, uh, this transfer or this uh, this could uh, this, uh, this this career this career change 
after 12, 12 years of experience and being okay. manager and team leader and start from scratch as a junior but uh, i thought that it's it's nice and it is it's it's is the opportunity either now or never because i read an article that on 2014 i i'm saying that it was in 2012 that in 2014 uh, more than 50 percent of the search will be from the mobile that means that the mobile will be the main not mm -hmm. the desktop that means that if i made an application today it will be featured and it will be very important and i've got to start today to be one of the leaders and uh, the okay. first movers so i decided to start and to make this uh, career transfer and career change uh, into a mobile uh, why why android because i bought samsung i don't uh, buy uh, ios and mm -hmm. at that time i had uh, uh, and i still have uh, have a windows machine so it's easier for me to code android in uh, on any machine uh, right. but uh, for uh, for creating ios application i got to have a mac and That's I have right. no prior experience with Mac, and I had don't have iOS, so I believe it was only fate that decided that I go with mm. Android. But when I started working with Android, I decided not to be any like any other developer. I got to study hard and to, to do myself, uh, and I do that with every technology that um, I that I learn. That uh, I first learn the technology, work with it, then get a certificate to prove uh, to prove my experience. Because uh, when I started, uh, uh, some was uh, doubtful. How uh, mm. how uh, how can we just trust someone who been educated or graduated from art school to work mm. on uh, on web mobile mobile and be a senior or or even a team leader? So I got to uh, take the, the certificate to prove uh, to prove my mm. capability and to to prove my knowledge. I even took my master. Uh, my I got my first master degree. It was in computer science. It was in 2010. Even though my 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 base major was in art, I, I took uh, a master a master degree in computer science. And, and when I started working and uh, and uh, going into the business world, and uh, uh, to uh, to make a career shift to CTO or or technical advisor, I I decided to took an MBA to to understand about the business more. Uh, from uh, from um, a, a good a good source, uh, uh, and uh, for Android, I took my uh, Udacity Udacity course uh, Udacity Nano degree. Uh, mm -hmm. It was in 2017. Even though I started in, in uh, working with Android in 2012, also to prove my capabilities, and uh, that was uh, also um, uh, a good thing that uh, that made uh, Udacity trust me to be the first uh, Middle Eastern uh, physical trainer uh, for Audacity. It wow. was, yeah. So you were the first uh, physical trainer for Android in, in Udacity because the, you did the nano degree and they needed a representative. So opportunities open. When, you're, when you take initiative, if you're the first person to do something, you will have a lot of opportunities because behind you there are all these people that they don't have anybody to look up to so you got this opportunity and you like to present and you like to be out in front so you got these opportunities to be to train people to teach people what you know and that's that's just a wonderful thing and the fact that you you got you already had a bachelor's degree <laughs> and you had experience but you went and you got a master's degree in computer science while you were working i think 
you were working also. And then after that, you got an MBA because you said you wanted to be in management and higher positions. This is an incredibly hard thing to do. So I believe you now that you stayed up uh, 22 hours because you have to if you're going to do all of that. And obviously you're not human. So it's good to know. <laughs> okay, so oh, that's excellent. I would like to uh, learn about what you're doing right now. Are you working on any project, anything interesting that you'd like to share with us? Okay, uh, right now I am uh, in the middle of some project, but uh, most of them have been stopped because of the coronavirus. Mm. Uh, one of them uh, was is is called uh, Tarabeza. It's a booking uh, a booking application for restaurants uh, that uh, uh, before I go to the restaurant and find that there are no table table for me, I can just reserve my table from Tarabeza before before going down. It's like uh, reserving for the doctor before 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 leaving right, to make right. sure that you've got you got place. Yeah, Tarabiza. I think that means table in table. Egyptian Arabic, right? Yeah. So so there is a there's a tool uh, I think it's called Open Table that does that. Yeah. Uh, in here, so that's good. So the good thing to know is that the world doesn't revolve around you know America and and Germany and England. There are other countries with millions and billions of people that need services. So this service didn't exist in Egypt. Probably if you can make it in Egypt, you can also apply or you, you can also have other Arabic users maybe in the Gulf or in other parts of the world where they could use it because I'm assuming this is in Arabic. Am I right? Yeah. The, the, the language for this uh, app is in Arabic? Yeah. Okay. So this was great. And so uh, I want to inspire those people who are who live in smaller countries, who speak different languages. You can have a very native, a very natural experience for you, the people of your country or people around you. But you can just take the concept from a, a very popular app and then and customize it. Of course, that sounds simple, and it sounds big, but people are doing it right now. And I know about a lot of these apps in a lot of different countries where they're a sort of localized version of a big brand. And sometimes those big brands buy those little brands. So if you if you have a bunch of friends and you have the talent and you have the, the drive, you could make something together. Just make something and put it out there with these app stores available on these platforms. It's very easy to find an audience. Back in the day, a long, uh, many years ago when I started programming, um, my biggest problem would be, okay, I can make an app, but how do I sell it? I have to now find a publisher, like a book publisher. They have, there are software publishers, and, and you have to you know, print them in CDs. This is a thing. Or if you're selling it, then you're uh, you know, shareware, people are just going to copy it. It was a thing. Now there is a whole ecosystem you can just plug into that. So that's that's super exciting, and and I would love to do that. And I I'm not an Android developer, but if I could, I would be building a lot of apps all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm very excited that there's all of this opportunity available for people who live in the Middle East, who live in Asia and Africa and all these other countries, and who have emerging markets. 
So a lot of opportunity that's already exhausted here in, in the U.S., in North America, in general, in Europe, a lot of apps, a lot of programs, a lot of services already exist. But if you live in one of those countries where they may not exist or they may not be very sophisticated, you have the opportunity to just completely upend the Apple cart and, and do something that will do something that will replicate the success of your American counterparts where you are. So that's super exciting. Now, uh, before we leave, Shadi, it was so nice to meet you and, and talk to you. And I'm sure that a lot of people will benefit from our discussion here. How can people get in touch with you if they want to ask you questions or if they want advice? Is there is there a way to get in touch with you? Is there something that you are maybe offering them, maybe a course or something that they can take from you? Anything like that. Okay. Um, you, you might think that, uh, or you might mention something like, uh, I was a Superman for, uh, for staying up for 22 hours for uh, per day for about three years to learn hard but uh, one of the problems was that i am not the smartest uh, one around uh, my brother was very smarter than me so i thought that uh, to um, to overcome this this problem that uh, i'm not the smartest one i've got to do double the, the effort that he is doing mm -hmm. so i've and i i've got to tr tr try hard and to train myself hard to reach the the, uh, the position or to reach uh, 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 my imagination, uh, the position of my imagination. That's why I was working hard. It was like a bulb. Uh, someone, uh, some bulbs might be uh, 30 watt, and some bulbs might be 60 watt, and some bulbs might be 90 watt. But uh, if this uh, 60 watt uh, kept uh, himself tidy and kept uh, cleaning itself daily and uh, practicing it will be on, all, uh, always brightening as a 60 watt but if the, those uh, night watt they, uh, they became clumsy they didn't uh, manage themselves well they didn't uh, manage to clean themselves well they will have dust and the, the dust will affect their uh, their illumination quality and they will look like uh, they are 30 watt even though they are 90 watt mm. so even though if you think that others are smarter than you i i read uh, a lot of articles that uh, some people they thought that they couldn't continue in computer science and they selected the, the wrong degree and now they are uh, writing the compiler of the kotlin Hmm. itself in, in JetBrains, they thought that they won't survive and the others are smarter than them and they selected the, the wrong field. But now they're holding big position and very important position and all us, the developers, are depending on them. Right. So invest in yourself, trust yourself, mm -hmm. uh, challenge yourself, and I believe you will reach uh, wherever, wherever you want to. This is great advice for me, uh, also for our listeners. So thank you, Shadi. How can people get in touch with you? I believe uh, through LinkedIn. My LinkedIn account is, is, is okay. always on. Very good. So I will have the link to his LinkedIn account on, in the description of this video. And also, let me show you where people can contact us. This is going to be episode 93. So... 
Naturally, you go to mentoringdevelopers.com slash episode 93. It's on your screen right now. You can email us at mentoringdevelopers.com. Ask me questions. And if you have questions for Shadi, I can pass it along. Or if you are not sure about this whole Android thing, what is this Kotlin business? Because we didn't go into that. It's a programming language, which hopefully is much better than Java. But to be honest, I've never looked at Kotlin, Kotlin code. So, and I know somebody else. I just recently interviewed Rob Joseph from the UK, who's also an Android developer and who told me about this. But the way he said it, I, I couldn't understand it because of his accent. I was... I couldn't understand what, what he meant. Of course, I know what that is because I've heard, I've heard this word a, a lot, never seen it. If you want, I would love, Shadi, for maybe at a later time, you come back on this show and give us a little demo of Kotlin and show us sure. maybe how to get started. And maybe you can help me get started because I don't know. I'm a beginner. Maybe you can teach me a little bit and I can ask you questions or maybe I can do it or maybe you can do it and we can watch you. One of the things, hopefully we can make this happen sometime. Sounds okay, good? sure. Anytime. That is fantastic. You say the word. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time. I know that it's it's pretty late or early. I'm not sure over there in Egypt, probably very, very late at night. So I thank you for your time and You're hopefully welcome. we'll have you back on very soon to show us a little bit of Kotlin and Android development. So this has been a great show. I'll see you guys later. Bye for now. Bye. For show notes and transcripts, visit us at mentoringdevelopers.com.